Heather in Brooklyn here with a trigger warning. Do not get triggered by the terrible sound of this episode. We've come a long way since recording at my kitchen table, so feel free to listen anyway and give us grace. Just know the quality does get better. We won't be mad if you want to skip ahead, though. Please be our guest. Be on here. Be on here. Really? We were just warning them about sound, and now we're singing. Shut up. Just listen, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. We're a little bit fun and a little bit sassy. A little bit crazy, a little bit classy. We got dreams and we got goals. We're just a couple of old sass holes. Oh, we start here good? Oh. Oh, oh. Start with the back off. Oh. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's awkward starting. I know. Hey yo! <laughs> hey! <laughs> this is um, a couple of sass holes. Uh, I'm Brooklyn Maple. Oh, and I'm Heather Terry. And let's, I guess, let's hop into this maybe? I don't really know. Um, our apologies if you hear Theodore eating because he, he's had food in his bowl for five hours now and found that this was the perfect time to just get go to Munchtown. <laughs> what is, that's like popular online now. Some people like the... Watching... Uh, what is that called? ASMR? I don't know. I thought you were going to talk about like people wanting to watch other people eat food. That's probably the thing. It's not probably a thing. It's a hundred percent a thing where you why? pay people. You why saw that bitch. You saw that bitch smash her face into bread. Oh, then you yeah. already, yeah. That's my dream job. Oh my god, not mine. What really? Yeah. You want to smash your face in a bread and have people pay you to do it? My dream job would probably be like to do a really nice self care like facial routine. Like, don't give me that look. But like, if, if we're talking about something, I just want to keep doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would be like putting on a nice serum, a toner, a really moisturizing face mask. Well, that is like. I would love that, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's like not a thing. See, either. I want to be like, I would eat. People can watch me eat. I don't care. I don't know. Well, I mean, who cares? I I don't and know who cares. Be like here, eat these little dandies, and I'm like, all right. That's so. <laughs> and then I make yeah. money, you know. I don't know. So I'm about to be really annoying because I just downloaded a 17 hour audiobook called How Not to Die. And all of it is about how you can like reverse things that are wrong with you through what you eat. Oh. And so. Is that why you drank that grass okay. water? <laughs> I drink this every day. It's part of my daily habits. What? But What's it called? Organic. I don't know. Do you want me to, I, that's. I mean, I just want to know it's just, what it is. <sighs> Oh my no, God. I'm not Amazon. Well, they're not sponsoring. You go. You asked. I just meant like it's made out of like. It's a raw, organic, perfect food, green superfood. It's green powder. It has has some stuff in it. It's like fish food. Some organic apple, beet, broccoli, carrots, spinach, tomato, pineapple, strawberry. It's a lot. I'm already tired and winded from doing that. So. <laughs> eh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna pre-apologize if I cough because okay. I'm just not feeling my best self. Hence also the green juice. Not COVID. Not, not, not COVID. Hashtag not COVID. <laughs> I guess. Okay. So we are going to talk about kidnapping this week. Yes. Um, firstly, we got our logo done, which was really exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like people probably maybe have that before they start. Yeah. Or not. Who knows? They also have a cart before the horse. Who fucking cares, right? We got the wheels before the cart. Before the horse. Yes. <laughs> And then I feel like there's a rope tying those things together, but I'm not really sure about Anyway, um, so that's exciting. We're excited about that. And then we have our uh, domain. So now I feel like once we actually do post these, you're going to be able to follow things. 
all the things. All the things. All the socials. Yeah. Are we going to do Twitter? I don't really like that. I don't, I don't do the twits. The tweets. No, <laughs> I mean, I can, but I just don't really know how to work it. I mean, I should, I should, being my life, but no, I don't. That could be your new challenge. Why don't you do it? You have really funny one-liners. Like, that's much more Heather Terry than me. I love that you led with a compliment, and you're like, you should do it because you're great. You're, you're better <laughs> at it. You're way funnier at one-hitters, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you said one-hitters would be fucked. <laughs> Sorry. And then drank your grass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does look like pond water. I can't get it. it. T- well, you know what? I'm not going to talk smack about something because I just named it off. But um, it definitely tastes like health and wellness. And sadness. Um, <laughs> there's no sadness in there. No, absolutely. It's great. Mm. Okay, so we have a super deep, sad, sad one. So I don't know why I wanted to do kidnapping. I just kind of wanted to, like, toss something in there, which yeah. is such a bummer. Um, mine is... Try not to give yourself baby cuts on your inner thigh afterwards. So we're going to have to like stop on a high note, which is probably talking about a new show that we just started last night that you will freaking love uh, Vikings of Valhalla. Valhalla, the sexy mofos. Okay. Put a pain in mind. Valhalla, that sexy up on me. Okay. They're so hot. All of them. All of them are so hot and they're all from different countries. And it's just like, ooh, look at sexy hotness from around the world. Anyway. No. Okay. I know. That's what I'm saying. You'd love it because everyone is hot. And there's very few shows that are like where it's old and they're gross looking. Like they're gross, you know, like hairy and dirty. Yeah, I I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I wanted to paint a picture for our listeners. Um, But yeah, this show, that's where it's at. Anyway. Okay, let's talk. I'm done. Now, bring everybody down. (laughs) Yeah, let's bring them down and lift them back up. Let's push you on the ground, Um, kick you, and then (laughs) say good game and bring you back up. So when you told me to do kidnapping, I decided to ask my husband, Will, to do my homework for me. Oh, shocking. That's so shocking. <laughs> no, no, because I was the ones that I was finding, they were too big, and I knew you were already going to be one. It's like... Yeah, mine's really real big. Big. But I did not shut up. <laughs> Just it on the table. <laughs> shut up. So many pages. Okay, so, but... Um, he, he sent me a couple because the ones I were finding were like real big, just the main ones. Yeah. So this girl was actually from Henderson, Kentucky, which is... Did you guys just hear me move the candle over closer to... I think your neighbor heard you do that. <laughs> <gasps> Sorry, my bad. Okay, okay, I just wanted to smell um, sun-drenched linen a little closer to, to my snoot. Okay, I'll shut up. Sorry. We're going to have to change the to... My best friend has ADHD. <laughs> Okay. Undiagnosed. Um, so this girl was from uh, Henderson, Kentucky, which is like 20 minutes from here. Because you don't think about things like that happening here, you know? Right. Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say anything. Yes, correct. And I always think you're going to get kidnapped. We watch way too much everything that yeah. implies that we're going to die. So You always I, tell me I'm going to get kidnapped. Yes, because you don't pay attention. I do. I try, okay, let's oh let's taco about it no. real quick. <laughs> real quick. Uh, this is our first. I know, I but you literally just said that you, you do. No, you don't because I pull up. We go to the gym every day after work together, and I pull up on my car that is so obvious right next to you. And you don't even notice that I'm there. And I'm just staring at you. But but it doesn't... And I'm staring at you. So that's how you know prematurely that someone's like, ooh, I really like that face. I want to fucking fillet it and eat it later. Like, fuck. God. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) Got it. Okay, so... 
Now stop being funny because I'm not going to talk about something like that. All right. Um, this is the abduction of Heather Teague. It didn't, you know, her name was Heather also, but um, she, this, I got this from medium.com because actually where Will found it was the Kentucky State Police sent out some cards of cold cases, mm-hmm. like deck of plane cards with the cold cases on them to all the jails and prisons in the state a while back. And she was, here I'll show you, and we'll post it. But this, uh, that's the card. Don't read it, just look at the photo. Okay, so, so it was like, okay. Cards. And so her card, she was one of the playing cards on it. Because they want inmates to talk. Oh, that is like. If they know something. So I don't know. playing cards and then they look at it. So they want them to be like, oh, I know who killed the why does that fuck with me really hard it's like you're playing okay so whenever we play what's one of the the what are what's that a drinking game game and we're playing and we're like oh yeah my old uh friend murdered that chick like hello that just feels weird okay so heather was born on april 25th 1972 and grew up here in kentucky uh okay first of all the way whoever wrote this nicole henley Nicole, you pick out some really odd details to point out, and that's why I went with this one. Because you'll oh, that's exciting. Out. I'm so, ready. Like, it's like, why do you emphasize those things? So uh, she was Caucasian 23-year-old at, that, at the time of going missing. Heather had long brown hair, green eyes, and visibly flat feet following <laughs> <her>. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, why do you point that out? I don't know. And then in parentheses, fallen arches. I don't... Like... I have flat feet, but if I go missing, don't put that in my. But how would anyone? They said visibly. I know. So were they like hella flat? I don't know. Were they extra flat? Were they me in the second grade? She was five. Extra flat. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. She was five two, weighed ninety to one hundred pounds. Additionally, she had scoliosis or gradually worsening curvature of the spine. Okay. Now I understand that one. That does paint a pick. Yeah. Okay. But she like I just the feet thing. I don't. I don't get it. Is that relevant? I don't know. It's not like they're like well. Maybe she was wearing heels. Any, I'm done. No, yeah. it's fine. Okay, so on August 26, 1995, when I was 10 and you were 8. Uh, you look so mad. I, I love it. I am angry about that. Love it. Uh, Heather was sunbathing on Newburgh Beach in Henderson County, Kentucky. A witness observed the beach area through a telescope from across the Ohio River approximately 12.45 p.m. and told authorities their account. According to the witness, he saw a Caucasian male approach Heather allegedly. Pause. So, sorry. I want to make sure. Somebody I'm, was looking. I don't know. Through a telescope. Uh-huh. At a beach. Yep. Where a girl was sun. Yeah. Okay. And saw her get kidnapped. Yes. Okay. My mind is fucking blown. I know. I knew like that. Like a. Psh, psh. Okay. Continue. Yeah, I knew you'd like that. Yeah. I like how you said pause. Okay. Okay. So, this Caucasian male approached Heather, allegedly grabbed her by her hair and dragged her into the woods off to Newburgh Beach at gunpoint. The witness described the man as six foot tall, about... How would they know they were six feet if they were looking through a telescope? If you didn't see the moon, I guess you can guess how... I couldn't guess shit. I couldn't guess how old somebody was. I'd be like, oh, they were 14, and later on they were like, they were 37. I don't know. It's just like I said the other day, and I meant 1995. Right. I don't know. Okay, yeah, but you're so not like being interviewed like, for it. Okay. They think he weighed 210 to 230 pounds, had brown hair, and a bushy brown beard. Gross. Um, the witness described the man as wearing jeans but no shirt and oddly wearing a wig and a mosquito net. Your face, yes. I don't know why. Okay. Nobody uh, says why. They kind of just... Oh, what year was this? My email address. My email blocked half of the words. So. Oh, that's perfect. So wait, what uh, year was this again? This was 95. Okay, that makes sense. What? For a mosquito net and a wig on a beach? Okay. Um, 
First, he was in jeans, no shirt. That feels very 90s to me. Yeah. Um, the wig, obviously, he was hiding his look. Mosquito and the mosquito mosquitoes are fucking bad here in the Midwest. If it was the summer, he's all up in the have woods. You, okay. Have you ever been anywhere and you're like, I'm gonna wear a net? If I if that was a thing and people had them and people were no, like no, no, bebopping in the valley like that, I would. I would total. I would totally wear a mask. I get ate up. I'm literally I the sweetest you, blood in the world. Shit and you're not you're right. I would never. You're not gonna walk around like someone caught you in a fishnet. You're not going to do it. <laughs> like, oh, is she a beekeeper? No, she just gets... Fuck that. I don't like, fuck with bees. I, I we all know how I feel about bees. I, I know you're lurking. I know. I'm scary little motherfuckers, but Whoa. I do love their their honey little treats. I'm a little Winnie the Pooh. Um, a local farmer who was videotaped... Okay, there's a lot of people that are very nosy around this beach because... It's um, the 90s. They didn't have Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Um, and... And... Uh... What was that? Don't Nothing. Make that, don't make that face. <laughs> my bad. Don't look at me then. Okay. <laughs> look away. Okay. Well, I lost my spot because of... Shocking. Tell me it's my fault. Okay. So, following her disappearance getting reported, authorities searched the beach area later in the day, discovering part of Heather's red plaid bathing suit near the alleged site of her death. Mm. While investigators also found additional evidence, nothing pointed them to Heather's whereabouts. Heather has not been seen or heard from since. I wonder if they could say Heather again. Okay, sorry. What? Start every sentence with Heather. I mean, I would. Of course. Okay, a local farmer who was videotaping unrelated crop vandalism in the... <laughs> God, I hate this. Oh, my God. It's the sad. worst part is that it's the Midwest. And it's sad that she... Of course, absolutely. Like, absolutely. The way this is written... Was if I was ever taken, I would really want it to be very similar to this storyline. I afterwards. want Nicole, whatever her last name is, to write mine. Yeah. But Don, I have flat feet too, so she's going to have a heyday with Donna. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay. Uh, the crop vandalism in the area that day caught Heather's car, a red Ford Bronco, which was just down the road on camera. It's unclear, however, if the red Bronco was confirmed to be the same one related to her abduction. And I said Heather again, but I changed it to her just for you. Thank you. A resident of Henderson County, Kentucky, a man named Marvin Ray Dill, Dill, like the pickle. Cause oh, God, I love Dill pickles. But where did Ray come from? It's in quotes. Like, my name's Marvin, but everybody calls me Ray. It doesn't. Maybe it's Marvin name. Ray. But it doesn't say that's his middle name. It's that's like, weird. Alexa, add pickles to the shopping list. Pickles added. Pickles added, bitches. Okay. Oh Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I need, I need me a juicy <laughs> deal later. <laughs> okay. Was pulled over during a routine traffic stop following Heather's disappearance. His vehicle was red and white Ford Bronco, the same car that witness reported having parked beside Heather's at the beach. During the traffic stop, his Ford Bronco, authorities discovered a pair of guns, a pair of knives, a roll of duct tape, rubber gloves, rope, and hair <gasps> resembling Heather's. Okay, I find it very intriguing that they say a pair of guns. It's not a pair. It would be two guns, two knives. Like, a pair of guns, a pair of knives. They're... Anyway, I know this is so sad. Continue. <laughs> Furthermore, the truck also had bloodstains inside the tailgate Aww. to make his possible involvement even more damning. The composite sketch made by of Heather's abductive strong, strongly resembled Dill. So in August of 1995, investigators received multiple tips connecting Dill to her disappearance. Following on the tips, investigators arrived at his home for questioning. Upon arriving, Dill reported, <laughs> reportedly told his wife to vacate their residence 
Once he learned of their presence on his property when she left, he promptly committed suicide <gasps> by shooting himself in the head before authorities could enter his house. Well, that burns my biscuits. Mm-hmm. But wait. It's like an infomercial. There's more. Okay. After a suicide, the evidence was compiled by prosecutors against Dill, which before being brought... Wait, before being brought before a grand jury... That was painful. I know, right? Uh, Dill's wife called as a witness during the phase, soon invoked her Fifth Amendment rights, and refused to answer any questions regarding her Why? If he's... He already shot himself, which 1,000% implies that he did it, mm-hmm. which means he raped and killed a woman, and then probably came home and banged you. And nobody knows where... She yeah. Went. Like, why would you not... I don't know. I love Travis, but if I thought he was, like, filleting bitches, I'd... No. No. <laughs> Well, you've been married to Will forever. What would you do if you thought he was he killed someone? Like a female. Oh, I'm trying to that in. I mean he wouldn't do that, but I know, obviously. Obvi- I hope not. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna be involved in that kind of stuff. <laughs> I wanna surround ourselves with people that don't do that. Okay. Well, so far so good. Yeah. I like the length of your hair. Okay, continue. <laughs> what is what? just I think it looks nice. It's good good length. Compliments you. Okay. Quit. <laughs> So, aside from Dill, another possible suspect in Heather's case was Christopher J. Below, which I've never heard that last name before. Anyway. Sorry. Below yeah. or it's Below? like Below. Like, be- honey, Not accent. Not Below. Okay. Like Five Below, like the store. Below. That's what I said. Like Below Sea Level. Yeah. I, okay. Like Five Below. Like Got it. Yeah. Sorry. Is that I was thinking about, ba- ba- like, B-A-L-O-W, like Below. Not Below. I, below. Below. Anyway, let's go. What? You say, do you say it different? I say everything different than you, Becky. That's true. I don't care. Say, what's that word? What concerts are called? Like, Cher's going on her final... Tour? Tour. Ugh. <laughs> God. Ugh. That's a tough one. For you. For you. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. I'm adorable. So, yeah. listen. I can't look at you right now. Mm. <laughs> Okay, um, Chris Angelo, <coughs> a native of Henderson, Kentucky, who has pled guilty to attempted involuntary manslaughter in connection to a 1991 shooting death of Catherine Fetzer, serving a prison sentence for 11 to 18 years. That's it? For shooting a woman? Uh-huh. Um, another possible suspect uh, in Teague's case, though Fetzer's body has yet to be found, either below did confess and pled guilty. So that's why he only got that much, because they didn't have a body. To the woman that he shot before? Yeah, that professor. Moreover, he is regarded as a suspect by many people outside law enforcement in the involvement of disappearance and murders of several other women, Shailene Marie Farrell, Mary Cousteau, and Kristen Porco, though these suspicions are nothing more than theories. Investigators do believe that Blow had attacked all these other women. It might have to do with the fact they greatly resembled Fetzer physically. In Heather and Fetzer's cases, both had long, mm-hmm. dark hair, weighed 100 pounds, and were five feet tall. A hundred pounds? I, mean, I haven't weighed a hundred pounds since I was like eight. I mean, I came out. She was really pretty. Yeah. She was really pretty. Um, although Below was in the general area around the time of Heather's vanishing, he left Kentucky shortly after she disappeared on the same day that Dill committed suicide. Interestingly, Dill, Heather, and he shared some acquaintances. So they all knew each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the cops really didn't pay attention to the other guy. Because the other guy shot himself and they were like, it had to have been him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, although... 
The witness to Heather's abduction consistently identified Dill and not Below as the abductor. Investigators believe that they had circumstantial evidence which ties Below to the kidnapping. Also, they believe in the possibility the two men have worked together in the crime of Heather, surmising that one grabbed her while the other drove the getaway car. So, um, despite circumstantial evidence, they claim the pad Below was never charged in this. So he wasn't charged at all, or any of the other women that they thought he did, because they didn't have any evidence to tie him. But the second that that guy killed himself, he left. See, that's a struggle bus. It's like, what, like, do you benefit of the doubt that the guy didn't do it? Like, how many people are in jail and there wasn't any evidence? And we're like, well, we thought it was him. And so they lose their entire lives for not doing anything, being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. That's the. people that are in It's like hard. I know. That's a whole nother. Yeah. (laughs) Just jump into that now. So Heather's mom filed a lawsuit um, on the local, state, and federal authorities in connection with the disappearance of her daughter alleging malfeasance and a cover-up. Because she basically, yeah. there's like eight more paragraphs of that. But basically she's saying that they just went after the one person that got tunnel vision yep. and then they didn't even go Which they do all the time. Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty bad. Um, if she was still alive today, she'd be 46 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, that, well, this was in 2018, so she'd be 50. Um, and then they, it's still like, and so, like they consider it a cold case because like, they don't know for sure and the guy killed himself, so. It's still considered cold. And that's it. This is all over Heather Teague is. That's a brutal... At all. She's just laying out on the beach, too. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the hard part is like in the Midwest, it's supposed to be safe. Definitely in the nineties, it was super safe at that point. No, yeah. Nobody was like locking anything. And wouldn't you, I'm amazed too, that she like went by herself, but I guess maybe back then the thought wasn't that big of a deal to go solo. Uh Like, I, I, I don't know. I say that and I do so many things by myself with headphones in and I'm like, oh yeah, just attack. I don't know. That's sad and terrible. Yeah. Well, I hope that other guy. Is I don't even I should have looked up where he was that below guy. I mean, would we even know? Like, well, I mean, he was. I don't know. I don't know. He ran. He I know, ran. but he it has to be somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that sucks. Um, yeah, this was brutal. I was definitely thinking of kidnapping, in which we knew where the person was afterwards. Oh well, yeah, I didn't know that. And well, I, I mean, wanted it because it was like because her name was Heather. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna have to take course, but. <laughs> I knew which one you were doing, so... I know. And so you the goal is for us to not know, right? But this one I was personally, like, very interested in. I wanted to make sure we didn't do this. No. Um, okay, your turn. Uh, okay. So this one is just going to suck. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. It's going to be sad. It's one that was super, um, super well-known. It hit, it hit all of the things that people wanted to hear about. Um, and it was just so so terrible that I think everyone wanted to talk about it whenever it happened. Not to mention the way it ended, like, in both ways. So the girls getting out and then also just the the way that the attacker essentially ended all of it. Anyway, so um, I have some articles here. One is from NPR, the other is CNN, and then the other is the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, some of these are focused on the women once they got out of it and they're kind of, they, the survivors recount the captivity of it. Um, at the end of the day, here's the house. So this was in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sure everyone already knows this off the top of their head. If they do, this is the Cleveland, Ohio kidnappings. The house looks like the house looks terrifying. Yeah. And so they've talked about this a thousand times. There were three women who were held captive, Amanda Berry, Gina uh, De Jesus, and Michelle Knight. They were held captive here. 
Um, the house has been since demolished. I was gonna ask. Yeah, that was one of the the big things that they did afterwards. So um, I'm trying to think of where to really start. Um, one of the victims is Michelle Knight. She disappeared at the age of 21 in August of 2002 from Lorraine Avenue in Cleveland. Her family believed Knight had run away after losing custody of her son. Amanda Berry, um, she disappeared at the age of 16 in April of 2003 from the same street, Lorraine Avenue. Were they, they were just walking. The, the, there's a more fucked up part to this too that I'm going to add to, but then uh, Georgina or Gina De Jesus, she disappeared at the age of 14 in April 2004 from Lorraine Avenue. So we're talking about 2002, 2003, 2004, all girls 28 or 21, 16, and 14 all taken off the same street. And it's amazing that like this wasn't put together. So I'm going to start here kind of on like the victim's timeline here. So August 22nd, 2002 is when Michelle Knight was last seen. The next day she was reported missing. Uh, April 21st, 2003, Amanda Berry is last seen after finishing her shift at at Burger King. She's just walking home. And then April 2nd, 2004, uh, Gina De Jesus stops at a payphone with a friend around 3 p.m. to ask the friend's mother if they can sleep over at De Jesus' house. The answer is no. It is the last time she's seen. Yeah. Being like, can everyone spend the night? And then Marlon's like, no. And then... I go missing. You go away. That's sad. I bet that girl's still on her I mean, it ends up hitting um, America's Most Wanted in 2005, where they talk about Barry and De Jesus' story and that they were taken from almost the exact same spot on the street. Mm-hmm. One of the people interviewed is Arlene Castro, the daughter of Ariel Castro. Ariel Castro is the cunt bag who did all the horrible things that uh, I'm going to talk about. Okay. So Ariel Castro is a bad guy. Um, she is the friend who last saw De Jesus at the payphone. Wait. So the bad guy, his daughter, okay. was the one who was with her. Does she know that her dad's bad? No. No one knows that her dad's bad. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, let's fast forward here to 2013. Okay. So the last time we were talking about was 2005. Okay. So now we're fast forwarding to actually, excuse me, April of 2012. Um, Gramilda Feguero, I don't know, sorry, former partner of Ariel Castro dies okay she had accused castro of domestic violence and abducting their daughters charges were dismissed on a technicality Uh. yeah so in may on may 6 2013 barry screams for help through a crack in the front door at 2207 Seymour avenue angel cordero and a neighbor charles ramsey kick open the door barry carries her six-year-old daughter across the street and calls 911 Police arrive to find De Jesus and Knight in the house. Three brothers are detained in the women's disappearance. Ariel Castro, Pedro Castro, and O'Neill Castro. So all three of the... All three of the girls okay. were in this house. So at some That's point... Sorry. Yeah. So I'm going to probably jump to a different article here. Um, give me four seconds. So... Because I forgot. I okay, here we go. So here's the, yeah, here's the recounting from one of the girls. So basically, the women were chained into this house, one of them for 10 years. Um, and they were chained in a boarded up home. He raped them and nearly starved them to death. Barry became pregnant with Castro's child. She ended up having the kid in like a, a baby pool, essentially, in 2006. She had been pregnant multiple times. I think they say 11 times during her 10-year span, and he starves her to death and beats her so that the babies die. Okay. He let her have that one child. Oh, yeah. Wait, time out, time out. So, set the scene of the house for me. That's the part I'm confused by. I'm so, going to get there. Okay. No, I just... Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, if you could... Give me a second. <laughs> just so, I'm going to... Right? 
Um, okay, so I'll get there at some point. Just bear with me as I try to talk through three women being captured. The important thing is to understand that three women were taken. And all of them were saying that... So the really fucked up part about this guy is that he was offering them all a ride home. Oh. And we'll get to it as they recount how it happened. Yeah. But they all felt super comfortable with him. He was giving them a ride home. He was talking about his daughter. That is what made them feel safe. And that's why they ended up getting into the car. And one of the girls knew the daughter, right? And then what happens is he doesn't take them home. He takes them to their house and all this shit ensues. He chains them up. So finally on May 6, 2013, more than 10 years after um, the Barry girl was abducted, she saw an opportunity to escape. Castro left the house and neglected to lock one of the doors. She ran to the unlocked door, but was stopped by a second locked door. Like this house was super freaking locked. And she started flagging down a neighbor. I ended up seeing the interview where the neighbor was like, I was walking and heard this girl screaming. And so he grabs another, terrifying, yeah. The neighbor next door, he saw me waving my hand down. This is her, her speaking. The neighbor next door, he saw me waving my hand down and I'm kind of like going crazy on the door. Barry tells, whatever. The neighbor was just looking at the door to figure out something. So he kind of kicks the bottom. So I kick it out a little bit more, just enough so I could fit through there. And I climbed out and then I had my daughter climb out and we were free. And she called the cops and they were shocked to find that the girls were alive because it was so many years after they were abducted. So yeah, they of course, they're talking about how it's so unlikely that somebody was going to be found anyway. Were the um, others who still in the house? So, yeah. Okay. So, the, I know. So the girl is talking and this is, this is her kind of talking about everything that happened while she was in it. This is Amanda Berry. So she was kidnapped in 2003 and she said that he... Uh, she so I'm going to explain like I'm going to recount it from what she says, because that's kind of like the oh shit moment for her. So I was kind of freaking out a little bit when he didn't turn around. But then when he started talking to me about his daughter and this is about her getting in the car with him about his daughter and how he was going to take his daughter to the mall and stuff, I kind of I a little bit relaxed, but not really because I was still a little scared. Oh, I'm sorry. That was De Jesus. I was one of the girls that got in the car. So you can see how similar it is. Mm -hmm. Barry in 2003, he wasn't mean in the car. Like he was talkative and he kept the conversation going and he was talking about his kids and how one of the kids worked at the, at the Burger King that I worked at because I had my uniform on. So he was talking about that for a couple of minutes. I couldn't tell that he was a horrible man talking to me in his van. Like, And then um, Barry's talking about the chains. So this is a very like cut and center and we'll kind of get to more. But basically what he did is he kept them in a room and they had a five foot chain that was tied around him. Here's a photo of it. Ah. Yeah. Oh, it gets way worse. Imagine this. She is a, like one of the girls has a six year old daughter and has to explain why they're chained to. Yeah. Like the kid is growing up in that room chained to. Yeah. Yeah. It gets crazy. So before he started kidnapping the girls, he did have a common law wife and he beat her. He stomped on her head, broke her teeth. Oh my God. They said that he was very hard to figure out. Like that his men, like they couldn't figure out the guy between like his anger, rage and like being, yeah. yeah. So here's how they talked about how he kept his, the kidnappings a secret. So she, Jordan, which is one of the individuals, he was very clear or excuse me. He was very clever. You can't underestimate how smooth he was. If you walked down the street, you didn't see that he had put a door um, if you had been walking down the street, you couldn't see that he had put a door up and nailed it to those windows and had quilts up because he had pulled the curtains back. So he had the curtains inside and he tidied up his front lawn. His house was a mess because he was a big hoarder, but he was very clever. He was always saying hello to the neighbors. He was sweet. He drove the school bus. Oh. Yeah. And he was good to his friends. He just had a double life. And so you would never guess that he was a violent person based on who he was to his neighbors. Ew. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like those are the worst ones. Yeah. The ones where they're like, oh, that's Mr. Whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Um, he, drives, yeah. he drives the school bus. And then you find out he... So, what's so, the room like? What um, was the room in the house? Upstairs. So, I'm going to go a little more. So, here is uh, from the Sydney Morning Herald. To the casual observer, it was an ordinary suburban house. The exterior a little weathered and run down, the yard bordering on neglect. Um, but as police and forensic investigators discovered to there and the world's horror was a house that hid dark secrets, a house filled with the vile manifestations of a depraved man who held captive three women for more than a decade. Women had been abducted as young girls, stolen from their families and thrown into a dungeon, chained up, beaten, raped, and abused over and over for 11 years. When the U.S. prosecutors wheeled a dollhouse replica of Ariel Castro's home into a Cleveland courtroom, it did little to convey the true horror experienced by its three victims, Michelle Knight, Amanda Berry, and Gina De Jesus. So I don't know who that Jordan person I was quoting earlier was. My bad. Find that out later. A police photograph showed two rooms in which Miss Berry and her child, fathered by Castro were sometimes kept with Disney film posters tacked to the pink walls, stuffed animals lined up on the bed. In horrifying contrast, rusted iron chains were found on the floor in the windows boarded with heavy wooden planks. The women were rarely given access to the bathroom, instead having to relieve themselves in plastic bu buckets that were emptied infrequently, according to prosecutors. More than 45 kilograms of chains were found for a total throughout the filthy, darkened house. Prosecutors told the court how Castro kept a significant amount of cash and basement washing machine, which he would then throw at the victims after raping them. Like through mo money. Money? The women could then use the money to beg him for food and small personal items. Ugh. Yeah. The women were often chained up for days at a time and were fed just once a day. He breaks down, fucking asshole, breaks down while talking about the child that he fathered with Amanda Berry as he addresses the court while seated between attorneys. Based on diary entries, police told of how the women were chained to the poles in the basement or to a bedroom heater or kept in a van for days on end. One of the women I did see, um, this isn't on this article, she said, you know, the hardest part was sleeping because the chains, the locks were so, like, every time you would turn on your side, especially when she was pregnant, it would, like, dig into her because it was around her waist. Um, one woman, after she tried to escape, had a vacuum cleaner cord wrapped around her neck, according to the prosecution's memo. Chains found in a bedroom were shown during the sentencing phase for Ariel Castro in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Castro also kept a motorcycle helmet in the basement, which he would force the women to wear to muffle their screams when he raped them. This is awful. Isn't it? It's terrible. This is... And they were, what, 12, 14, and 21? And he's just... Yeah, I would try to escape, too, and I'd be like, well, just kill me, because this is not... I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Uh, relatives and neighbors of the unemployed school bus driver told U.S. media that large sections of the house were padlocked and completely out of bounds to visitors. Um, he made his, as I said, sadly, that he uh, made them, here's a photo of the helmet that he made them wear as he raped them. He would sometimes take more than 45 minutes to come to the door and play loud music if visitors arrived unannounced. Who's going over to his house? Like, I, like, I would guess neighbors, family, friends, if they just like swung by. So imagine, like, upstairs, we just have three women chained to, and I just turn on really loud music. I'm like, hey, guys, sorry, it's loud in here. I can't turn it down. Like, fucking yeah, psychos. That's weird. Sorry that I'm a hoarder and everything's disgusting and gross and filthy and everything's padlocked like a psychopath and no one says anything. Like, yeah. Just because you're nice and say hello. Yeah. 
So virtually all the doors in the house were shown to have no handles and no access from inside. And the front door was heavily alarmed. Like, I don't know how you wouldn't think something. Like, if you were just sitting here and you're like, oh, you can't get out from the inside? Yeah, that'd be weird. Is Travis doing something? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Police also found a scrawled letter written by Castro on April 2nd, 2004, two days after he abducted Miss De Jesus, in which he admitted, I am a sexual pe- predator. So I guess he wrote a letter and said that. Miss Knight, who faced her torture in court, became pregnant four times. So it was four times during the 11 years of captivity. Wow. Tragically, Castro terminated her pregnancies by starving her for days, feeding her rotten food, and then kicking and jumping on her stomach. What the? Oh, my God. This is so bad. I know. Uh, Miss Barry was allowed, and that's in quotes, was allowed to carry a pregnancy to term, giving birth in a plastic child's pool on Christmas Day in 2006. With nothing, so you're just being ripped no, apart. No, that's exactly what it... Yeah. On Thursday, Judge Michael Russo sentenced Castro to life in prison, plus a thousand years with no possibility of parole, for 977 criminal counts relating to multiple abductions, rapes, that and assaults. That is insane. 977. Yeah, and this is what the judge said. Sir, there's no place in this city, there's no place in this country, and indeed there is no place in this world for those who enslave others, those who sexually assault others, and those who brutalize others. Um, His house was then demolished, and he committed suicide. Like the little pussy-ass bitch that he did. He killed himself in his cell in prison. How long was he in there? Um, I'm... I need to look because it wasn't long. I completely recall uh, the devastation after the court date that he killed himself because it was so quick. So, well, how are the girls? Like, what are they? Okay, okay so give me one. Second. Okay. <laughs> oh my! So okay, here's some. Here's the timeline. So. Yeah, this is the bullshit of it. So I'm sorry to piss everyone off that's hearing this. August 1st, 2013, he is sentenced to life in prison plus a thousand years. September 3rd, not even one month later, he dies by suicide in his prison cell. I hope it was painful. No. um, They had a whole, they said that the report states that rounds were not uh, properly completed, which is why, like, the prison ends up obviously getting in trouble for this because they, uh, the law books were falsified after he killed himself um so everyone you know they wondered why and so they were saying that the reason that he died was autoerotic asphyxiation rather than suicide and for anyone that doesn't know what that is that's where you're choking yourself while you whack it off because you like to be choked when you come i know i know all my (laughs) fancy terms and uh the coroner is like no he hung himself. I'm going to guess if his dick wasn't in his hand. Sorry. I would assume it wasn't autoerotic asphyxiation, but okay. December 3rd, independent consultants hired by the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction released a report saying that his death was suicide, not accidental that. So that was two September, October, November, three months <laughs> after. May 2014, Knight's memoir, Finding Me a Decade of Darkness, A Life Reclaimed, is published. Barry and De Jesus, they write a book, Hope, a memoir of survival in Cleveland. Um, and then in May, on May 2nd, 2015, there is a Lifetime movie, which we have to watch this together, called Cleveland Abduction. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's already out. That's out from 2015. So everything is utterly terrible, but it looks like the women are making money off of it, so. as I, I would too. I wonder how the kids do it. Because you know, um, like... 
every Father's Day, people are like, oh, is your dad coming? So here's so here's what she's saying to. Um, so this is Barry. She goes on getting pregnant and having Castro's baby. These are her comments. I didn't know that. I didn't know what was going to happen or what he was going to say. But I mean, I wanted to keep the baby. I just wasn't sure what he was going to do because obviously well, yeah. he had stomped her before. Um, when she was older, my daughter saw the chains and we had to tell her that they were bracelets and that she would, yeah, um, that they were bracelets and she would notice that he would lock the door when he left and she would ask him, why do you lock the door and why can't you leave the door unlocked? Why can't you leave the door open? And he would just come up with a story to tell her and that would be that. So he wasn't man enough to be like, because I'm a psycho. Yeah. I just, what blows my mind is that it's so recent because when you hear stuff like that, you think of, like being a long time ago. Yeah. And it was so recent. I think one of the girls, um, I hope they make money. I mean, and that poor kid. Yeah. I think one of the girls, I think the Jordan one, I think she changed her name. I, I think that's I, Michelle Knight. I, I could be wrong. Face, all, their faces were all over. I don't know. TV. Whenever this came out. Or maybe this was, I don't know who this, yeah, it was. And there, I mean, the girls are beautiful. Yeah. Um, you can see a lot. You can see a lot. I mean, look how pretty. Like, the girls are beautiful. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that they're over. Oh, it's, it was the journalist, Mary Jordan. She's the one who's, who's talking about it. Oh. Yeah. Barry and De Jesus, with the help of Jordan and another journalist, Kevin uh, Sullivan, recount the story and they write that, that book together. So I think I've seen from like what I had looked up that, Amanda Berry and I think Gina De Jesus have been like pretty vocal about it. I didn't see as much about Michelle Knight. That's insane. That is insane. Wow. Yeah, so I was really just looking to see uh, a little bit more about the survivors. Uh, Knight, Berry, and De Jesus released a video statement on July 9th, 2013, thanking the public for their support. An attorney for Barry and De Jesus said that the women still have a strong desire for privacy and do not wish to speak to the media about their ordeal. The Cleveland, whew, words are hard. The Cleveland Courage Fund uh, is a bank account set up to help the women in their transition to independent life which I collected approximately $1.5 million at the time of the video's release. Before Barry's disappearance, her grandfather had promised to give her a classic Chevy Monte Carlo built in the year that she was born. He kept the car after a kidnapping in case she was ever found alive. Stop it. Was he alive whenever she He still out? had it for her when she was released, although it was in need of restoration from having been unused. Um, several different automotive shops offered to perform the restoration for free. Was he still alive with her? Yeah. Okay. I was like, if you say no, I'm going to go jump I mean, I'm going to guess he said he kept it for her. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm getting this from Wikipedia. Okay. Knight discussed some of her ordeals in an interview with People Magazine one year after her release, as well as her life leading up to her abduction. Since her rescue, she, was legal, she has legally changed her name. That was the one I... Yeah. yeah. I guess that. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Here's the thing about that stuff. It's just like, you know, with that bad tornado that we had and everything, like, mm -hmm. people are so passionate about it for a little amount of time, and I'm even guilty of it. Mm -hmm. And then they just slowly fall off. Yeah. But these people still have to live. Yeah. So, like, I'm curious about how they're doing, like, two Yes. Days. So... As I continue on real quick. Um, like, so Knight discussed some of her ordeals in an interview. Um, since her rescue, she legally changed her name and began to get several tattoos as her way of coping with the healing process. She revealed that her son was adopted by his foster parents while she was in captivity. So she had a son. This was the one That's that they the thought, that the 21-year-old that they thought ran away because she, because she lost custody. Yeah. And so her son was freaking adopted. How old was her son? 
Um, I think he was fresh and new. Um, but she does not want to bring him into the ordeal that she that she has had to deal with and plan to see him after. Uh, that is so fun. Oh, hold on. Okay, listen. Hold on. Okay. All right, I'm going to reread this because it's just fucking sad. She also revealed that her son was adopted by his foster parents while she was in captivity and that she wanted to see him, but she does not want to bring him into the ordeal, which she has had to deal with and plan to see him after he becomes an adult. So she used to wait 18 years from then. Now it's eight yeah. years probably. But she's like, I want to make sure that my son can like cope with what happened. And I sorry. Sorry that I never came back for you. I was abducted and raped and tortured for 10 years. And I'm sorry, that's, that's how you insane. were adopted. That is so she sad. Has to deal with that part. And then could you imagine being no. those women and trying to date again? Or, try, you know? No. Like. No. I and then the other one had a kid. Like, and yeah, then, oh my know. God, it's so horrible. To touch me ever so she said that she wants to open a restaurant and she dreams of getting married, in which she did in 2016. Uh, she hopes to adopt children as her years of abuse and torture made it unlikely that she can never have a child. Happy ending, I guess. For the, so she wants to see Barry and De Jesus again. So well, yeah. their plan is to. Were they she, kept in the same room? Um, I think so. Is what it sounds like. Um, oh, we know she. One of them. I think the girl, the one that had the child, was in a different room. Yeah, Barry. So Barry and De Jesus received honorary diplomas from John Marshall High School in 2015. In an interview with uh, WKYC TV, De Jesus says that she is currently volunteering for the Amber Alert Committee, offering comfort to families of abducted children. She remains in touch with uh, Barry and her family. In February of 2017, Barry joined the staff of WJW Fox 8 in Cleveland, where she hosts short, reoccurring segments in which she reports missing persons cases. Wow. She does this to help family, families reunite with missing family members. In April of 2019, she reunited with Charles Ramsey six years since her rescue at an interview that was a broadcast from Fox 8. Wow. They demolished the house on August 7th in 2013. Uh, Knight was present and handed out yellow balloons to spectators that represent missing children. Wow. They were all released before De Jesus' aunt began the demolition. So wow. a family member of his is the one that started it. She's the one that swung the crane. Good. Unbelievable. I'm getting goosebumps. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I do want to see. I'm trying to see more about the her daughter, his daughter, Ariel Castro's daughter. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah, how many people were living in the house? That's I yeah. There's a few like, things. I know you had a daughter. That can't be right. I so in this moment, I just kind of this can't be right. Theo, my <laughs> buddy boy. Oh my god! All right, so I I looked up her fucking a guys. Cleveland kidnapping suspect Ariel Castro's daughter in prison for slashing a baby's throat. What? The daughter of Ariel Castro, the main suspect in the kidnapping. This is from Daily News, New York Daily what? News. Okay. The daughter of Ariel Castro, the main suspect in the kidnapping and decade-long imprisonment of three Cleveland women, is serving 25 years in jail for slashing her baby daughter's throat. Emily Castro was convicted in Indiana in February of 2008 of trying to kill her 11-month-old daughter, Jane, Janela, Janela, Janela. Fucking rough name. She was 19, slashed the little girl's neck four times, and then sliced herself in the neck and wrist during a grisly attack at her Fort Wayne home in 2007. What? She okay. was smeared in mud, blood, and water, is what they said whenever the paramedics got there. She cut herself with the same knife she used to attack the baby and tried to drown herself in a creek. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. so was uh, they said that Castro... <coughs> uh, suffered manic depression. 
and was paranoid that her family was trying to kill her baby. I don't the she lost her mind. She had a manic Yeah. But like so she lived in the house when all these women were in the house. Like did he keep her separate from that? I'm confused about how that worked, you know? Like I have a lot of questions. I do too. They say that she had a lot of mental illness, that the whole family had mental illness because yeah, of what their dad did. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need you to Google as well on this one because it's just... Uh, well, since I don't know how to use this software, I'm scared to touch my computer, so... That's what know. cell phones are for, but oh. I understand that. Oh. That could be a hard one. It could be a hard one. Sassholes. You want me to Google I mean, shit. No, no fucking shit. Google. I mean, this sucks. This sucks, guys. Yeah. That's the whole storyline is some suck. A big pile of suck. Um, and then it, that's because you are right. Yeah, there was family that was involved in it. And you're seeing the aftermath that just like permeates through families whenever. Yeah. Is it, does it just affect, I mean, everybody's a victim. Yeah. I know that I'm missing a lot of information here. My apologies, but at least it'll allow anyone who's dying yeah, to know more. Enough, we can post this to it and then also the Wikipedia if you want to like kind of go through it. I think we've already, um, it's already freaking bummy as hell already. It really is. It's terrible. And all of these, right, were from a smooth, clever person that, a, a dad that was looking to give a kid a ride home. Yeah. And at 12 or 14, who would have known what you would have well, believed, it's your you know? dad. Yeah. Well, also, though, like, I mean, I was, we were 90s kids, so we would ride, yeah. like, my friend and I, my best friend when I was younger, and I would ride our bikes and then go get, like, tater wedges and then go, we would call What did you guys go Tater wedges. Potato wedges? Tater. Tater wedges. Tater wedges. Got yeah. it. What's that? Is that you know what a wedgie is. potato? Are you I'm sorry. Okay, continue. You know what that is. Just being a <laughs> And then we'd, we'd call our mom from the landline. And then say, we're at the IGA. This is the most Midwest story you've ever heard. Right. <laughs> I mean, I used to, I, I can't say shit because I used to love going to like, I'd walk and I, I didn't, back in the day, like I'm from Evansville, and my parents, like uh, the house was in a better neighborhood than it is now, but we would always just walk to the family video, which was my favorite as I made Heather. So we had a family video here. <laughs> and when they went out, of business it was like the most devastating thing ever to me because i just love going to freaking video stores you were sad so we i was like so a, sad didn't make a point to go yeah and but i, I always appreciate that like money laundering <laughs> because i'm like how is that a business still every time there's I'm one in in newburgh indiana that's well, still a fucking po- yeah in and it, marcos yeah. they always they have yeah. well it was down the street from my old house <laughs> like yeah my old apartment i think it's weird that we grew up 20 minutes from each other yeah because that was Oklahoma City. Yeah, and I still don't know where that is. You, how? Because I'm if geographically you not perfect. Past it, when you go, you travel for work, you drive past the exit. I don't know where I'm driving. When that's, I'm, that is 100% uh, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that is why I Google Maps everything and everyone wants to talk shit and I just don't even care. What it comes down to is like, even on my way to work every day, like I have a RAV4 and I have that big ass screen. So whenever I plug in my phone, I'm like, well, let's see something pretty, like the pretty map. And so it's always like, oh, go to work. So I press the button and I have it GP. Yes, I know how to get to my job, but I like to know exactly at what moment I'm going to get there or if I can shave off a minute or two. Burn, burn. Mm-hmm. Huh. Tell me about them hot gas you were talking about earlier. I need an uplifting. Nice soft yes, landing. Yes, a nice soft landing. That was bummy. Mine was bummy weird. 
So end results, right? Like women, we gotta we gotta be aware. Don't get in car. Don't get into any situation in which you're not the one driving the car, whether or not like you're really driving a car or just driving the situation. And that's why Heather and I are going to do jujitsu. Remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Now you're gonna make me commit to that. Yeah. On this. Yep. Ugh. Committed. So we're gonna start that, and that's gonna be a really good time. So anyway, yes. This new show. But I also I also made a note that we were going to talk about Scream because Scream came out. Well, we're at 54 minutes, so. I don't know any other podcasts that care about how much time it is. <laughs> just saying. I mean, I'm just letting you know. No, I'm with you. We can talk about Scream at a later time whenever it's so irrelevant because it's already been out and out a little bit too long. Hasn't it? A little bit. I don't know. I The the Scream, I love the Scream movie franchise. It's my whole life. Welcome, man. On the first one. No, you can talk about it right now. I'm gonna. <laughs> Do it right now. Um, but I'm not gonna go into it too deep. But the storylines are always fucked up. I love the franchise. Um, the first one was wild. The second one was crazy. The third one was the dumbest thing in the world. And I wish I could have blown it up. The fourth one was cool because I love Hayden Panettiere all day long. And then the fifth one was fucking amazing. But now they can never make another one. Like yes, yeah, so yeah, it has, has to, to be, be done. done. They have to be done. I, I hope I hope the producer knows this. <laughs> I love that. Can I borrow your taxes? Always. <laughs> um, I love that we were sitting there and I and I was like, "This was twenty five years ago." And you go, "No, it wasn't." <laughs> you looked it up. You're like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah." Because we always say the other day, the other day is twenty five years ago, which is so unfortunate. Being that we're so young, how young we were when we watched the first one? Because you were two years younger, mate. Because I was well, so. The first thing came do the math. Do the math for me. Ninety-five. Okay, Ten so I was an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But old. that means I didn't see it oh, at I eight. Did. There's no way I probably saw that. I don't know. My sister was three years older than me, and she was kind of a twat. So maybe. She, I thought she was. What year are you born? Eighty-five. Yeah. <gasps> so she's two years old. Well, not really. She's usually three because her birthday's in February. Yours is in oh. September. It's a different journey. Gotcha. Yeah. Anywho. So, yeah, she probably forced me to see it because I remember her having me see uh, – what's that one with sexy Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon? Fear! Fear. Yes! Oh, my God. That movie oh. fucked with my soul because I was probably five whenever I saw it. And the same thing with Candyman. Okay. And then we whenever went to – I still haven't seen that movie because we were – Which one? Candyman. Okay. So, that was terrifying back in the day. But then we went to, uh, to the drive-in to see the new Halloween movie, which was fucking wild. Um, but also just – Okay, obviously I'm a Halloween, I'm a horror movie buff, but not the new shit. By new shit, I mean you come out with some new fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I just like to watch horror movies. I guess I would say that we've seen them all. Well, all I know is I heart Skeet Aldrich. Aldrich. Who doesn't? Ugh. Skeet Skeet. <laughs> no, you've been so hot. You've been I, I don't know. I'm I'm. I really like muffled saying it so that I didn't have to I say it. I kind of trailed off at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you were like I'm really proud of this. Just kidding. <laughs> But I'm also afraid of the backlash of saying it. No. So, anywho, I'm already ready for spring to come so that we can watch more Halloween movies because they're just ten times better. Yeah, or no fall because they're so much better to watch whenever it's it's chillier. You're like, wait, what? I only like to watch horror movies when I sneeze and it's warm out. Oh my god! I'm but let's talk about the weather because it is what. 36 in Owensboro, Kentucky, right now, and it's chilly, and I'm over it. Next week's gonna be 60. And I'm sure for like four days and then I'll go crazy again. It better because my life is cold. Oh yeah. my God, I'm over I'm it. A polar bear. I am not. I am. I don't know what I am, but I'm not a polar bear. You're a 
normal for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is what I am. And I was out here polar bearing a bit. Man. Anywho. We're almost at an hour. Uh, can you no, can you stop doing that? I mean, you want to keep talking? We can. Well, I mean, now I don't because you just called out the time. I'm like, well, now I feel like we can't even say anything because you just keep... ruined it. Um, one thing that we will need to do before the next time that we record um, is going to be watch this movie. About, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a Lifetime movie, so who knows what it'll, what it'll be like. And then we need to figure out what our next theme is. So, Heather, what is our... Because this is one thing. We are really into just digging into anything and having a conversation about it yeah. preferably the more fucked up the merrier but we do need themes mm-hmm. we don't want to copy any other podcasts out there no. and that's like almost the hard thing because there's so many podcasts there's so many there's so there's many the thing, hopefully we stand out i'm so glad that ours isn't like <laughs> is it bad if i say like uplifting and you learn from it because so many people are like women empowerment which is great yes and that's i watch it and i i mean we do it all the all the time but it's just I want to talk about things that are interesting and fucked up and keep you on your toes Uh and kind of, you know, remind you that life isn't always rainbows and unicorns, but that people do pick themselves up afterwards. And and we'll talk about being uplifting and go into the gym. I mean, we're very positive. Yeah. But on this one, I just kind of want to talk about some fucked up shit because (laughs) being positive every day is already enough work. Please believe that. that screaming guy on your butt. Oh my God, that I had to return. And I'm so sorry. I'm sure that people love oh, yeah. the 10 times rule in Grant Cardone, and you are wonderful. That and I'm not talking any shit. He looks good for Oh, he's super hot, days. and he's, he's worth $300 million, but I don't care about that book. And so I returned it. And I think it would have been different if you read it as opposed to him screaming it at you. You're right. But also even just like listening to the storyline for me, it just, so for people who don't know, because no one fucking knows, but my goal is to finish five books a month. I don't even know if Heather knew that, but I, yeah, I read two books and then I usually audio book three. Well, I don't know if you knew it was like that many because it feels yeah, like a lot. Because but I, in my head, I thought it was a lot, but I know you can do it because you're you. Oh, thank you. So, uh, See, I can be women uplifting women. <laughs> no, but I had to return that book because I just, I just can't deal. And so I will definitely mention some of the books that I'm reading and what, what I'm kind of going through. Right now, I'm, I'm reading the, uh, or I'm listening to because I need to be honest about that. The This one kind of, it, it hurts because I don't think I read, sometimes I go off of what, people are listening to and what like falls into my genre of what I mean I've been an audible fucking subscriber for so many years now and I they know me I guess and they pick certain books but this is the house we grew up in by Lisa Jewell and it's killing me because it's about a mom that's a hoarder and I didn't know that and my mom kind of hoards and so it's been real hard it's been real hard I probably made it through like two hours of the book and in a normal case I probably would have gotten through like seven hours already but I kind of don't want to listen to it I don't it's pretty brutal but it's, like it, a kick in the nuts. it's kind of a kick in the nuts and her reasoning so her reason for hoarding and like my mom's the shit so I'm not talking any shit about my mom not at all but this and so this mom I think is kind of has a different level of like a psychological issue because she feels like if she doesn't have um, the item she can't remember it and she keeps everything to like keep it. My mom only keeps things because she thinks that other people would really want them. That's all. So that makes me feel better, and that's why I can listen well, to watch, it. You know, I watch Hoarders, you know, all the time, mm-hmm. and they 
there are certain ones on there that gift they keep them because my mom yes they're not bad people it's just they think and no hoarder is a bad person yeah Yeah. unless they're they're hoarding dead bodies this is so special like or women that they've kidnapped yes like my mom yeah. I don't want to get rid of anything unless Brooklyn's looked at it and Heather's looked at it and Brittany's looked at it and Travis has looked at it and maybe Will might want it too. And it's like, oh my God, mom, love you. But her heart's not right place. Always. Mm-hmm. Always in the right place. But anyway, the whole thing that we were getting at was themes. So really, we just want to talk about kind of fucked up shit where we get an opportunity to be a sasshole, which a sasshole is a sassy ass. Can't say that without laughing. I can't because it made me think of that time where I was like, "Don't be such a sasshole," and you were like, "Did you say I have a fat asshole?" No, that's what. Is that what you really said in real life on that boat? Yeah, wasn't it? I don't feel. Yes, I was like, "You're being a sasshole," and you heard like "fat asshole." Oh yeah, because well, yes, set the scene first because that they don't sound sad. So we were on the booze cruise. Oh yes, looking at dolphins. Yes, and we'd been boozing all day. Per the usual. Yeah, and Destin. Florida, and then you mumbled and screamed into what I didn't mumble. I screamed it into the ocean. ocean And I'm pointing my hand up. I was the opposite way, so I didn't hear anything you said. And you're like, "Did you say I have a fat asshole?" And I was like, "Said that you have a fat asshole." I learned sasshole by having like by talking to people who have teenagers, teenage girls. It's like where you're just being a sassy. Like you can't be an asshole. You're just being a sasshole. And then it went into, like, we're just a couple of sassholes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sassy assholes. But I literally thought you told me you had a fat asshole, and I was very confused by your declaration. <laughs> I don't blame you. And then we went to, like, what's a fat and asshole? Stra- and I was like, pulpy. Well, we had a whole bunch of gays, too. You, oh, I love gays. Do you gays. remember? Oh. The strangers in front of us, they were like, what? Because I yelled it back to you. Yes. And that's whenever, like, the boat stopped. <laughs> So I was like, you have a fat asshole and just dead silence. And you're like, oh, cool. Yes, everyone. I have a fat asshole. I didn't say, oh, cool. No, I said, oh, cool. (laughs) Fuck, you were saying it towards me. I can't believe there's probably, you probably got, there's probably 19 people that journaled about it. Oh, everyone else was drunk too. It's okay. They're going to Google it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Do you remember that? that, that Who ate the shrimp? The shrimp? Whoa. You spend too much time with you and you everyone starts <laughs> sounding like they so, date their no, brother. You remember- <laughs> <laughs> we go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, we aren't. It's Kentucky. It's okay. a joke. So, um, oh my God. Everyone's so whiny bear. I know. It's just so many freaking people get so whiny bear over easy things. I'm, I'm right, Theodore? Listen. Yes. So remember that, Look and listen. Sorry. Remember the dad that had that little three-year-old and he had a beer in one hand and the kid in the other and I was trying to hold my dress down so I wore a dress on a boat like an idiot. No. And then I was trying I to wore that tank top without a bra I was trying to go pee and I had my draft beer in my hand and then the wind started blowing and it blew up all my beer oh, all yeah. over that three-year-old's face. I, oh, yeah, I did. And he's just like... And then I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, oh, God. I bet it is. Dad of the year. You don't sleep well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Good shit. All right. Well, well, I think that's, are you good? Do you have anything anything else you want to get off your chest? Any closing remarks? (laughs) I ain't got nothing. Like, last words? Yeah. Oh, wait. Our fucking A. (laughs) God, I am crushing it. I've got this whole thing figured out and just doing my best work. I'm doing my best work. A couple of Cecil's not No. <laughs>
crushing it. Anywho. Um, hey, Theo, can I pet that dog? Can I? <laughs> Good job, buddy. Good boy. Theodore, can I pet that dog?